Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. David Vaughn here. It's Sunday night, December the 1st, Thanksgiving weekend. Welcome to another edition of Rev Radio. Lori Enright and I are here, and I am thankful. For, I'm thankful for you. I don't know if I've told you that lately. I'm sure you are. Yeah, I. Yeah, how could I not be? I'm thankful for the church, uh, Whitewater Crossing. Hope you come visit. I'm thankful for Mark Kreimer, mm-hmm. who sponsors our show. Uh, I'm just, like, full of gratitude. I, I hope you uh, were able out there in Eagle Country to... Uh, eat some turkey mm-hmm. and have some pumpkin pie, but uh, spend some time with family. I hope that worked out good for you. But more than that, I hope you were able to do some reflecting uh, on how uh, developing this attitude of gratitude in your life. And we have a lot to be thankful for. I'm thankful to be in our country. It's a mess. People are more divided than ever. I'm already sick of this impeachment hearing stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not even to the election. But I, in spite of that, this is the greatest country in the face. I'm so thankful to God that I was born in the United States of America. I'm thankful for country music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thankful for Eagle Country. Yeah. You know, so I'm thankful for a lot of stuff. And uh, maybe just take a second to, uh, and reflect on that if you haven't on this weekend. I hope you have before you head back to work. But how's your world this it's week? Good. I I am too thankful. Um, hosted my first Thanksgiving. Nice. Uh, yesterday. Were you the cook so, or just yes, the host? Yes and yes. Really? Yes. Um, uh-huh. Bringing new families together. Mm-hmm. So very exciting. That's nice. Um, I am thankful for restored health, I would say, for yeah. me. That's yeah. been my biggest. Think about um, that. My biggest bit of gratitude this year and for just new people and experiences and uh, I am thankful for you. Yeah, thank you. You're dear to my heart. I, want, I held my breath just to see if you were going to mention. And I yeah. am thankful um, definitely to Crimers for letting us do the show. And to my yeah. parents who both just celebrated uh, birthdays. My dad just yeah. turned 70. Happy birthday, Dad. Um, yeah, so their birthdays are back-to-back. <clears throat> Two days, just wow. and I'll tell you what, they're hard people to shop for, and it's like yeah. right before Christmas. I know you. You got. I hope you got a good Christmas bonus at Eagle Country. Hint, hint. You need yeah. to pay this girl well, because <laughs> uh, she's got presents to buy and stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just yeah. Life is moving along. Life is moving on. And now we're moving into Christmas. We are, and and that's a great segue to Joe Porter, our communications dude here at staff at Whitewater. And I'm gonna let him just uh, break in right here. And give us a little bit about what's coming up this week and what's going on at our church. Uh, we're in December. We're starting a brand new Christmas series. This is all good stuff, man. And so this is a great time to come invite a friend. Uh, and it's not too early to start thinking about Christmas Eve uh, and service. So we're having three, and I believe it's one thirty, three o'clock, and four thirty are our times. One thirty-three and four thirty. So you can come. Go do your family thing, mm-hmm. maybe in the dinner or evening, and uh, or maybe you're doing a lunch and you'll come over afterward. I will be here uh, teaching as well as some other great elements that we have on to celebrate the season. We think it's going to be really good. But I'm going to let Joe talk for just a few minutes, and I'm going to be back and talk to you about a problem 
that I found as I go around from church to church to church to business to business to business, that is, I've never met a person who didn't want to know how to handle the issue I'm going to talk about tonight. So hang on. I'll be back in just uh, a few So minutes. I want to get this out to you all, though. So the last week, as a quick recap, we finished up our Recreate Yourself series, and uh, we really have to move from just attending church to being church. That's what we kind of talked about. So an assignment, if you remember, if you were here for Thanksgiving, don't forget about it, draft your personal mission statement. So we have a collective mission statement here at Whitewater to help people find hope in Jesus and a home in his church. The question is, what's your personal mission statement? Uh, David talked about some of the things that could help inform that, the things that you experience, pain, um, and you, of your passions. So go ahead and draft that. Like literally write it down. It doesn't have to be permanent. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch or listen to last week. I'm looking at my personal mission statement. I wrote it several years ago. And it's actually, I'm looking at it right here on my wall in my office. And it's to help and provoke people to tell their story. And so I have a passion for provoking and helping other people to tell their stories, and that's you. So this is part of uh, my, my mission, my personal mission, is to help uh, you all write your personal mission statements. So I would encourage you to do that. It can be really valuable and helpful. This coming week after Thanksgiving, uh, remember we do not have a Thursday night service tomorrow, but uh, this Sunday, uh, Jerrica Humphreys and Jess Atkins will be coming at you as the speakers, and we will be talking about gratefulness. We've got a special family service planned. It's going to be really unique. You definitely want to be there. So this is the week when our whole country stops to say thanks. So we actually like it more than Christmas in some ways because it's a more reflective time with family and friends. It's a big pause before the busyness and sometimes over-commercialization of Christmas. So we're really thankful for Thanksgiving. But we're also really thankful for this church. Uh, it's members, you all, staff, leaders. Um, as David mentioned in his message last week, every organization go through, goes through seasons and chapters. Solomon nailed it. There's a time for everything under heaven. So over the past 17 years that David has been here, uh, we've been, had seasons of decline, division, subtraction, addition, where hundreds find hope in Jesus. It's like God's cosmic math. But as we work to move past our current attendance barrier of 2,000 in attendance, we're really convicted that God wants us to move to a multiplication mindset in 2020, to not just get bitter, bigger, but also to get better, to move from just attracting or sending to addition and multiplication. We want to multiply disciples and disciple makers in order to help people all over the city and the state and the world find hope in Jesus and a home in his church. To not just get people in the church, but to get the church and Jesus in people and send them out for the one. So you hear more about for the one coming up in 2020. Stay tuned for that. So just spend time over Thanksgiving and reflect on why you're truly here on planet Earth. Go beyond the turkey, the pumpkin pie, the football, and ask that question, what is my personal mission here on Earth? So we're also really thankful for the opportunities Christmas will bring. Uh, our annual toy store is in full swing. Uh, most of the roles for serving have been um, filled, but you can jump on the website and see if there's a few left. This is a huge way we help people find hope in Jesus. And uh, honestly, the opportunity to invite someone to celebrate the birth of Jesus at our Christmas Eve services is going to be better than ever this year. 
So a new series called Tis the Season will start the week after next. And we're going to have great opportunities for people on Christmas Eve uh, to worship and to experience Christmas in a really uh, unique way. So 1.30, 3 p.m., and 4.30 p.m., there won't be a Thursday service just like um, on December 26th, just like this week. So definitely if you're in town this Sunday, especially if your family is visiting, plan to attend 9.30, 11.15 a.m., um, and come for that special multi-generational Thanksgiving worship experience we've planned. Uh, and speaking of family, Pastor John Acuff had a great week. Had a great tweet this week. He said, "This week, as you have Thanksgiving with your family, remember politicians are temporary. Family is forever. Don't do long-term damage to a relationship you've had for decades just because of an argument about a politician you'll have for just a few years." So that's some uh, right. That's some. So that's some uh, wise words, definitely from John Acuff. And I'll leave you with our devotion for this week, Ephesians five, verse twenty, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When is this last time that you said thank you? Once a year, we focus in on being thankful, right before the season of getting, and by the new year, we're. When is the last time you said thank you? Once a year, we focus in on being thankful right before the season of getting, and by the new year, we're back at the old habits of taking things for granted. I know I am uh, can, can do that. We might say thank you consistently for the things that people do for us, but thank you is an acknowledgement of something done for us. Gratitude, however, is something we are and experience. Do you know people who practice being grateful for at least five minutes a day are on average happier than others that just go through life saying, thank you for what comes up? Gratitude is a mind shift. It lets you be content with who you are, where you are, and what you have. And true gratitude can only come from the start of knowing the person who made you for a purpose, where you're at with the people and the things you love. By being first grateful for what God has done in and through you, You can experience true gratitude in everything you do, have, see, and touch. So a question, what are you grateful for? Write it down if you have pen and paper this week in addition to your mission statement. And then just pray this prayer. God, thank you for what you did for me through your son Jesus. Let that acknowledgement flow into the life of gratitude. May I not take for granted what you do in and through me every day. Show me where I have wandered from your plan and help me come back to you daily. Help me not to compare the life you have given me with those around me and remind me I am your child and you made me for this time and place for a purpose. Amen. All right, and we're back. And so, man, hopefully Joe gave you something that was helpful for you in visiting and checking out Whitewater Crossing. You still jump on our website, whitewatercrossing.org. Hit the Plan Your Visit page and love to have you come. You can kind of check out uh, past sermons mm-hmm. and services and topics, as well as, I will just say this, the, the Rev Radio Show has quite an archive. Mm-hmm. And if you're struggling with the subject, uh, jump on Eagle Country's website, and you can go to, to the Rev Show and We've see. We've covered. Man, I we mean, have I covered. Think, oh, I, oh, my. Almost every topic. There's not much we, we haven't with. talked about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we might even be running out of stuff to say. Anyway. Yeah, tonight I want to just kind of talk a little bit about a subject that most business guys can relate to. I guarantee you, uh, if you have worked with people, you lead something—a company, uh, a family. You work in a school, 
in Church World 2, and it says how to handle criticism. I bet you've never been criticized, Lori. Oh, never. Never. No. I mean, how it's hard to do. It's hard to criticize someone <laughs> who does it all right. Who, yeah, who never makes a mistake. How could it? Yeah. Well, there has been only one perfect person who ever lived. And, and it's not Lorian, right? <laughs> it wasn't Lorian. And guess what? They crucified that guy, Jesus. And so, you know, the only way to avoid criticism, someone said, is to say nothing, do nothing, or be nothing. Man, I can't tell you the amount of criticism I get as a pastor. And this is a healthy church. Mm-hmm. This is a growing church. It's a wonderful church. But in a church this size, I get criticism just about every day. For sure, every week, something mm-hmm. not happening. Some of it comes from constructive, some of it destructive. Uh, And the problem with being a leader is that you don't know if people are following you or chasing you. That's how I describe it. So let me give you a couple of tips for handling criticism, especially during this holiday season. Because if if you don't right-size how to handle this, you'll you'll quit. Mm -hmm. You'll, You'll tank. And so take it from a guy who... I have a bachelor's degree in theology and the Bible, but I have a doctorate degree in how to handle criticism. So thick skin, soft heart, that's pretty much what you have to have. So let me give you some tips out here in Eagle Country. This would be maybe an unusual show for you. Number one, I mentioned earlier, understand the difference between constructive and destructive criticism. Somebody said, constructive criticism is when I criticize you. Destructive is when you criticize me. No, no, no. That, that's a, I have to always ask when somebody criticizes me, whether they send me an email. You probably get a few emails at Eagle Country. We get them all the time at church. Mm-hmm. I always ask a question when I get it verbally or written form. Does this person have a bad heart or do they have a bad habit? Some of them just ha- they're good people. They just like to bone, gripe, complain. Mm-hmm. That's a bad habit. But there are some people who, whose motive, their intent is to, to inflict harm on you, to destroy you. Those are, you have to deal with those people a lot different than you do the habits. So when is it given? How is it given? Have they earned the right to give it? These are all questions to understand. And you deal with constructive different than destructive. Number two, tip on handling criticism, don't take yourself too seriously. One of the things I think has gotten me through ministry is I take God very seriously, mm-hmm. but I don't take myself very seriously. I, I'm 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 not that much other than God. See, I need to work on that. Yeah, I had someone recently tell me yesterday. Yeah, um, you're just way too hard on yourself. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got to learn to yeah. let some things roll off. You, that's a great way to put it. And at the end of the day, it's God that controls everything. So I'm really serious about him, but I, I'm just not, not much. I mean, the more I get to know myself on this journey of self-actualization, the more I realize I'm not as good as I thought I was, <laughs> you know, but I'm not as bad as some folks say I am. Uh-huh. So you can't let criticism go to your heart. Uh, and you, you do like, I think you just laugh. You learn to laugh at yourself you don't take ser- I don't take other people so seriously anymore either. Uh, so that's another tip. Number three, look beyond the criticism and see the kernel of truth. I think now when I first started leading, I didn't think this. I took every criticism. I said, they're crazy. They're nuts. I'm not even going to listen. But I have noticed it's not sometimes my critics are my best teachers. Uh, 
And there is, whether I want to admit it or not, there's a little kernel of truth in every criticism I receive. I got to look for the truth. Sometimes I have to dig for the kernel, but there's something in there. And God teaches me through that. So if you're listening to Eagle Country, this may be one of the things God is teaching you right now. He's trying to get your attention. Uh, and that's a lesson from criticism. Number, number four, I would say I have to really watch my own attitude toward the critic. If I'm not careful, I will become overcritical of the critical person. Mm-hmm. So I heard last week said every person needs three things to survive. They need a wishbone, they need a backbone, and they need a funny bone. That's so <laughs> that's true. Good. That's good. Isn't that good. good? So what kind of bones do you have? And watch your own attitude toward the critic. If, if No one can make you hate them. No one can make you someone you don't want to be. You're giving up too much control of that to, to that person. So I would call it, as some of you know, the disease to please. Mm-hmm. And boy, that's an addiction that really will, will tank you. And I would say, in my opinion, doing some self-assessment in the last 18 months, that a lot of that comes down to uh, not understanding or establishing appropriate boundaries mm. with yourself and with That's others. That's good. That's good. You and without healthy boundaries, mm. anybody can come in at any time. Can affect you in any mm. way. That's good, Lord. Man, you are growing. You're not that baby. Still a child. Christ, and you're still a child. <laughs> uh, next thing I would see to help you handle criticism is to realize that good people can and do get criticized. Um. Uh, I heard one of my mentors say, once you get a vision in your heart, you get a target on your back. And so you can't lead and promote and go forward without getting criticized. I mean, that just goes with the game. So I expect it now. In fact, if I'm not criticized, I wonder, did I push far enough? Mm -hmm. Did I push hard enough? When I look at the guy in the Bible named Paul, who was the greatest apostle ever lived, most of the New Testament written by Paul, Wherever he visited, there was like a riot or a revival, or, or sometimes both, and got criticized all the time. So I don't mind getting criticized if I've, I'm engaged in a worthy cause that's worth getting criticized for. What you don't want to get criticized for is stupid stuff, mm-hmm. self-inflicted stuff, stuff that doesn't matter at all. I mean, if you're going to get criticized, earn the criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, That's what this principle is about. The other thing is something you and I have discovered uh, tips for handling criticism, keep physically and spiritually in shape because criticism hurts more when you're tired. Uh, someone said fatigue makes cowards of us all. So when I'm physically tired, if I'm not physically in shape, the the spiritual, emotional, relational criticism takes its toll. And I, I can't overcome and I can't fight it. So I've learned that I have to draw healthy boundaries. I have to have downtime, mm-hmm. recoup time. Mm-hmm. I have to take my day off. <laughs> Years ago, this guy said, Dave, you can't take a day off. The devil never takes a day off. And I said, if if I never took a day off, I would be the devil. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, take time off. Build Which margin. we live in a culture where we don't. I it's mean, 24-7. Where, where even if we're sick, we're ingrained to not be able a- to recover absolutely, absolutely. from that. Man, your cell phone goes everywhere, and so does your work. It's a blessing and a curse. So keep physically and spiritually in shape. Those are two good New Year's resolutions for some of us right now. And the next thing I would say is this. 
Don't just see the critics. See if there's a crowd. Uh, in a church our size, if I hear somebody criticize something, then the next day I hear from a different person with the same criticism who I know doesn't know that other person. And then the next day I got another person says the same thing to me who doesn't know the other two. Mm-hmm. I say, ooh, maybe there's a crowd here. It's not just a one-off. And I learned to listen to that because there's a crowd. Sometimes critics imply that they speak for a crowd. Mm-hmm. I've, I hate that. They've been saying, people been talking. Well, what people? Who is they? Sometimes it's nobody but their spouse. But, but they act like they speak for a majority. But sometimes the day is pretty long. The people list is pretty long. So don't just see the critics. See if there's a crowd. The other thing I've noticed and have, have been able to cope with criticism is I just wait for time to prove people wrong. I wait for time. If I know I'm right and they don't think it yet, in a year from now, they might just realize, you know, that was a good decision David made. It didn't seem like it at the time. Abraham Lincoln's most famous speech was the Gettysburg Address. When he gave the Gettysburg Address, now it's like he's known for. People will memorize it. But the day after he gave it, the public, the major newspaper in Washington said, this is the worst speech anybody's ever given, president or anyone else. And now... It was the greatest. He waited for time to prove him wrong. So um, I remember my dad saying, the dogs bark, the train moves on, you know. And that's so true when it comes to leading. So you wait for time to prove them wrong. And if you were wrong, have the courage and the guts to go back and say, you know what? You were right and I was wrong. Mm -hmm. People will not think less of you. They will actually think more of you when you own up to your own mistakes. Uh, the next thing I would say is, next to the last thing I'll say about criticism, and I, I, re- I mentioned this last week on the show about the habits of successful people, but surround yourself with positive people. If you want to deal with criticism, you need somebody in your life that says, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. Somebody says, you're not crazy. I, I'll, I'll, I'm with you. I don't need a bunch of them. I just need a few. Yeah. Because when you got a bunch of people chattering and chewing on your ear about something, who tend to be negative, mm-hmm. you need to offset that with a reservoir of positive. And it's so uncanny, Lord. I can see, and I won't name names because some of the Whitewater people listening Eagle Country may think I'm talking about them. I can see sometimes t- a person coming my way, and I, the energy is drained out of me, and they haven't even got to me yet to tell me what's it. Because their habit is be a very draining a VDP, not a very EP, very encouraging bird. I'm drained for it to even start talking. Then there's other people I see, and I say, I can't wait for that person to get here. I'm going to walk to them because I know I'm going to get a hug. I'm going to get a pat on the back. I'm going to get an encouraging word. Mm-hmm. I'm, they're, they're for me. And so I need a few of those people in my life. You probably do too. Yeah. Right? The last thing I would say about how to handle criticism is this. Concentrate on your mission and change your mistake. Most of the time when people are criticized, they do just the opposite. They change their mission. They concentrate on their mistake. I've never met anybody successful that didn't fail quite frequently. That's the way they succeed. That's the way they learn. So as we often say around here, you may have made a mistake, but you're not a mistake. That's the difference between mission and mistake. And so if you're not failing, you're not learning. And if you are not failing, then you know what? then you're not progressing, you're not succeeding, and you're probably not getting criticized. You only get criticized for those that are trying something big and they just they, they just refuse to quit no matter what was happening. 
So I, those are just some inside maybe uh, things to think about as we f- go into December. And there'll be lots of criticism out there. I mean, I'm, uh, as we said earlier, the political season is out of control. It's too long. It's too much. I don't care who you vote for. But people criticizing or talking bad about each other. And there's so many more productive things to do to consume your time. But I found people are getting really amped up. And therefore, everyone becomes a critic. And in the age and stage of social media, everybody has a platform from which they will criticize something. We're all critics. Where we eat, where we go to church, what what station we listen to, where we live. I mean, everybody's got a view about what's right. And so in this age where everybody has a platform to be a critic, maybe some of us could decide we're going to be encouragers and not critics and give people the benefit of the doubt, assume positive intent. And uh, that's what we're about here at Whitewater. We just try to speak the truth in love. We try to be a positive influence in our world. And in, in Indiana especially, we love Indiana at Whitewater Crossing. And we love Ohio and Kentucky too. I might love Kentucky more because that's where I was born. But anyway, we love all the tri-state area. But more than that, we just love people. And we would love it if you would come and visit us. Come and check Mark Crimer out again at the Beer House uh, during this holiday season. You may want to get there a little early, get a reservation or something, because it fills up mm-hmm. fast. Uh, and uh, believe it or not, Mark gets a little criticism himself. Uh, but he has learned how to deal with that. So uh, anyway, we look forward to coming back and kind of talking a little bit about Christmas as we move into December. I've got some great series coming up uh, talking about the people in Christmas that we never really hear anything about. Some characters that actually sang some songs at Christmas of hope and peace and love and joy and all the things that make Christmas so great. We're going to talk about that. And uh, again, we hope you would uh, just check us out anytime you want. And if you uh, have a need. If if you have a criticism, you know, constructive or destructive, man, how would they email that to us? They could do it at the station or the church, right? Yeah, they can send us uh, an email at rev at eaglecountryonline.com or how would they email you at the church? Yeah, yeah. They, the church. yeah they can, you know what? They can, they can send it to dvon at whitewatercrossing.org and it'll eventually get to me. Uh, I get uh, probably 150 to 200 emails a day. Uh, that just kind of goes with the church our size and a lot of other people help me handle those emails, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and, but overwhelmingly most of them are positive, but you don't get 150 emails a day without something Mm -hmm. being critical. Sounds like our news department. It may have, (laughs) you know, it's a good day when I don't have a lot of criticism, but I learn from it. And so uh, maybe that uh, email will ramp up now. But anyway, thanks again for tuning in uh, to this edition of Red December 1st. I cannot believe it. it's, it's actually here. It just seems like I was leave. talking about Christmas a lot longer. And I think because Thanksgiving is so late um, that it, it just uh, doesn't even feel right to celebrate Thanksgiving, and here it is December. Uh, but this morning at our services, we just had the older and younger people together as like a multi-generational church family talking about the things they're grateful for and thankful for. And that was so beautiful. Uh, And it's heartwarming. And so, man, come see us. Come check us out anytime. And uh, please let us know how we're doing and what we can do to serve you. That's what we're in the business of. 
And so uh, thank you for tuning in again to another edition of Rev Radio on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.